Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Welcome to another show where we are speaking with Eve John, who is known as the half a billion dollar woman and Australia's golden pen. She's the copywriter behind the curtains of some of Australia's most successful and influential brands. And she'll be talking about the number one mistake female entrepreneurs are making in their advertising and of course in their copywriting. But why I'm popping in beforehand is two reasons. Number one, Eve's audio was a bit echoey right at the beginning, probably around to about the nine minute mark. Um, I've got my team to try and minimize that as as best as possible. After the nine minute mark, um, the audio is back on track. And secondly, if you're looking to really build the core business foundations in your business, which is something that I'm sure you've heard me talk about before, my core business foundations program is starting this week and we are going to be working together over the next 90 days on the core things that you want to have in place in business, especially if you're wanting to down the track, launch a podcast so that you can build your reach with your ideal customer, your reputation as a trusted authority, and ultimately your revenue you as a service-based business and you're not clear on those things, I do encourage you to join me in this round of the Influence Alliance, the core business foundations. To find out more and to grab your seat, go to industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash the Influence Alliance, industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash the Influence Alliance. You'll find out more about what we cover in the next 90 days, as well as the registration link. So if you're looking to build your business, you want to reevaluate your message, maybe you've needed to do a bit of a pivot because of what's happened in the world today, or maybe you're looking at taking your business online and eventually be able to offer your services online and as well as in person too, but you want to reevaluate and really hone your message, then this particular program is for you. Anyway, on to today's show with Eve. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard and influence. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist as well as known as the podcasting queen. So my (laughs) guest today says invest the time to discover how your clients talk and what they say, especially to themselves. And joining me on today's show is Eve John, known as the half a billion dollar woman and Australia's golden pen, Eve is the copywriter behind the curtains of some of Australia's most successful and influential brands, products, and entrepreneurs. Now, with a developed knowledge of a buyer behavior and consumer psychology, she helps clients cut through saturated markets. Now, on today's show, Eve is going to share the number one mistake female entrepreneurs are making in their advertising. Go and grab a pen and paper. You're going to want to take that, these notes. She's going to talk about the only real motivator behind potential clients' buying decisions, as well as five key emotions that you need to focus on so that you can connect with your audience. So welcome to the show, Eve. Hi, Hi. thank you for having me. 
You are welcome. I would imagine that with uh, so many more businesses and individuals, so our potential clients now being online because of what's happening all over the world, what you're talking about today is even more important because there's so many more businesses now recognising that they, if they haven't already, need to start communicating, building that brand online so that they can engage and connect with their ideal customers, yes? But the trick to it it speaks to them how in the phrasing that they use and particularly how they speak to themselves. So the easiest ways to go and do that is to um, go straight to Amazon, go and have a look at uh, eBooks and books that are within your genre because I think in business there's so many different types of things that you can uh, see. Go and have a look at the reviews. Now, I'm not talking about the one-star reviews or the five-star reviews. I'm talking about the three-star reviews because they're the ones that are really, really honest. So I spend a lot of my time and have pages and pages of copy and pasted reviews and I look for common themes and words. And going and finding those words, going and mining Facebook groups, as well is really, really, really important, as well as having a look at your testimonials and other people that are in your industry looking at the exact words that clients are using. Um, It's quite similar, I think, to being aware of not using too much jargon or technical talk in in what you're doing so uh Anne-Marie you and I might be talking and we might we might talk about software so you know I'm talking about lead pages and uh click funnels and Infusionsoft and you're you know you know what I'm talking about other people they're going on about a hundred percent a hundred percent so it's really being um but they might use different phrases and and one key thing that I I did I was working with a client um, in America, who is she works for the department? Oh, she she's a, a a neuro. She's a brain doctor. She's yeah. just you know I'm scared to talk to her because I think what does she think of me? Um, but she was using the phrase uh, you know when I was a PA when I was a PA. Now here in Australia, a PA is personal assistant, yeah. right? Um, what she meant was physician physician's assistant, which is basically like a registrar doctor. So they're still, um, you know, they're still in the learning phase. They are a doctor, but they're still doing some parts of training. And so I just couldn't connect until she said to me, no, it's, I'm not a secretary. It's, it's careers or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to not make assumptions about the languaging that people are using. Now, people will often say, oh, I go and have a look at what my competitors are doing and what they're saying. Yes, you can do that, but I wouldn't be using that as the be-all and the end-all because um, something that I find is a lot of people that are teaching uh, marketing or, uh, you know, sales funnels and those sorts of things are teaching, yes, you go and do research, but, you that you know, there might be five questions. When I send out a client uh, intake form, there's 47 questions. I don't get my clients to write the answers. I get them to speak them because you know what it's like. You get people to fill in a document. It's never going to happen. But you let them free flow and let them talk and they're going to give you the exact language. So that's probably the biggest mistake that people, uh, particularly women, are actually making is thinking that they um, just need to use the right languaging or they can just be uh, speaking in an authentic way that, you know, connects with their audience and being quite emotional 
but you have to make it relevant to what's going on inside your ideal client's heads. You want them to feel like, you know, you've crawled inside their brain or that they're actually thinking, oh my goodness, it's like she's talking directly to me. And that's the biggest mistake that people make. They, they go too broad, they, they talk too much often about themselves, but they're not using the languaging or the phrasing or the words that their audience is actually yeah. using. Such an important topic. And, and one of the things that I believe that many business owners and especially women business owners we're talking, and men can use these strategies too, however, do not spend enough time or even realise until now, until they've heard you say how beneficial it is to take time and do that research. I love to also hang out on the comments, you know, of different LinkedIn posts and things like that because how people respond in the moment is gold because you could be you could sit there for years and assume well this is what my client says but go to the source go to the source would you say 100% time on that research component i i i don't see it and I, and i think what's happening is um because quite often, and, and I know my clients who are um, exceptionally well, exceptionally well known, and have really, really strong um, programs about marketing, they've got a, a little bit of research. But because they're not doing the copy research themselves, they haven't quite got a grasp in what's actually involved. And I always say to people, people say to me, "What's your what's your one thing you go to, and what's your go to phrase to look for?" And I always, shame's a really powerful emotion. It, it's a useless emotion. Um, it doesn't, it, it hurts, but it doesn't really do anything. And when I see the phrase in a Facebook group or on a LinkedIn post that says, I'm, I'm really embarrassed to admit this, or somebody says, um, don't, you know, don't shoot the messenger or I've got a dumb question, you know you're about to hit gold. So anytime you see that type of phrasing that's a shame related, like I'm really embarrassed or I probably should already know this or you guys are probably sick of ask, um, people asking this question, get your pen out, write your notes because what they're going to give you is absolute gold to be able to use because they'll just blur out what's actually really going on inside their mind. Yeah. And you know something, um, as you were just saying, because that is a fantastic prompter, if we're working with clients and we're trying to capture their language, why not start that with a prompt in the in a questionnaire? Oh, a hundred percent. I I, 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 I do it. Yeah, my worst either my, my embarrassed question that I'm too afraid to ask is this. Yes. Let them free flow and um, you can really uh, gain some incredible information. And what I love about what you're saying there is so often I'm, I'm sure with your work, a lot of that then is taking the components then and using that, incorporating that into flowing copy that really takes people on a journey. So a lot of times you're not having to think up, well, what words am I using? Something else that um, I think one of the things that you alluded to is the fact that, um, you know, when we are speaking to our ideal customers, we can often feel that we need to use this colourful language and sound really fantastic. But again, that's not going to connect. Someone just says, I'm too embarrassed to ask, but is this live? Yes, it absolutely is. Or a comment um, that you would like to, sh to share or ask Eve, now is your opportunity to, to do that. And of course, for the people who are listening to the audio version of that, you're missing out. You need to go and hang out on the lives because then you can. <laughs> 
to our awesome guests. Let's talk about the only real motivator behind potential clients' buying decisions. What is this? Well, I'll give you an example of this, and and Anne Marie, it's it's um it's a little bit funny because of everything with COVID at the moment. Um, it's been a while since I've been to the shopping centre, but as a mum, uh, what uh what we find often is we've we've all been through that situation where your child's had an absolute meltdown in the shopping centre. Now, I learnt this very very a very very long time ago, and this is how how we know what the number one motivator is. So, uh, your little ones um, having an absolute meltdown and um, you can't get them to calm down and somebody's quietly whispered um, to my child, you know that Santa is going to be here soon and those special lights up there, they're actually Santa's cameras. So, you might want to stop before he sees that. And my son just stopped straight away because the most motivated, the the, the thing that motivates us is self-interest. That old uh, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me is really, really important. So there's lots of different things that, um, you know, that we're trying to do when we, when we're trying to encourage or persuade people to do things. It's looking at what's the benefit for them. And quite often that benefit could be a feeling. So um, I've been uh, doing not out as much at the moment, so I've been watching a fair bit of uh, television. And something that I often notice is if there's a television show that is something that women would tend to enjoy, um, uh, let's just say for, for argument's sake, perhaps The Bachelor, what you'll actually find on um, the advertising around that is quite often there's ads that are um, charity-based. So ones that are, you know, um, I don't want to use any any name brands, but ones that are, you know, helping children in Africa or helping children that have low vision or that are poor, um, that can't afford school fees. And it's very effective marketing because the self-interest emotion that we're actually feeling there is guilt and we don't like to feel guilty. There's five really powerful emotions that I'll talk about and guilt's one of them, but we don't like to feel guilty. So to try and get rid of that guilt and they're tapping into that guilt, but we're trying to get rid of that that emotion and there's there's a fair bit of um, discussion around whether people move away from pain more or, you know, into pleasure more. Um, and and it tends to be where, you know, trying to move away from pain. So it's it's that sort of phrasing around we're not interested in, um, you, you know, we'll do something about our health when we're feeling really sick but we won't do a lot of preventative work yes. is probably, is prob- even though we know that's in our best self-interest, it makes you uncomfortable. So, Thinking about when you're creating copy or when you're talking, even talking to clients, because this is, it, it's still using languaging. It's really important to talk about what is in it for them, what is the benefit for them, and that needs to be the real, real focus because self-interest is what's going to drive people to do you know, what, what they want to do. So one, one of my uh, clients, their self-interest is very, very different to another one of their of my clients. So being able to read people and knowing what your market is interested in, what are they what do they need to feel, what benefits do they need to have from working with you? You know, is is it going to be, you know, self-interest around money? Is it going to be around 
um, relationships? Is it going to be around, um, you know, position and, and where they are in the market? And it's not always quite often when I when I see people you know that have created a piece of copy they're looking at you know the financial benefits you know this this is going to help you um, make more sales well that's great but I don't go to work just to go to work I work so that I can spend time with my children so that I can live a particular lifestyle that I want so I can be the canteen mum so that I can do my charity work so it's important to think about self-interest for people and not just the outcome that you're going to give them but the benefit of the benefit if that yeah. makes sense. It does make a lot of sense and it really then re-emphasises what you said earlier around as you're sharing that benefit, please ensure that you use the language that your client is the benefit because you might say it in a very different way and, again, there's that disconnect. They can't see that, hey, this is actually relevant for me as well. Let's dive into those five key emotions. I know that you've mentioned guilt is one um, and so what are, what are some of the other ones? Well, I'll, I'll start with the ones that are going to be absolutely no surprise to you. So there, there's love, um, you know, love of another person, you know, relationship love, uh, passion is really important. Um, you, you probably heard the phrasing that sex sells, right? It's not so much sex, it's desire, which is really what love is about. It's that wanting, that that feeling um, of desirability and, um, and that falls under the love category. So we can do things because we want people to love us. Unfortunately, not a lot, enough of uh, women are doing things to, to love themselves, um, which I'm seeing some great, um, great programs and great books and everything coming out now about self-love because I think that is really, really important, particularly for um, women because we're always doing things for other people and putting other people first. So love is a really, really powerful emotion. Um, also fear. Now, some people will say that you've really got to push people's fear. Uh, it, it's powerful and it can work, but I don't want to sit too far in the negative, but I also want to be realistic with people. It's not so much um, making them fearful. It's, it's shining a light on what's going to happen if they don't take action, so I think in a in a you know in the COVID normal that we're having, um, particularly um, a lot of places now with, with masks, it, are they doing it from a fear component of um, you know wanting to not get sick themselves or to protect others? So it, it's really important to think about. You need to be aware of what their fears are. But you need to be able to show them how to transition out of the fear and, and paint a picture of a better life. You know, this is what can happen if you if you don't have this fear anymore, yeah. this is what's going to happen. And this is what my, my benefit of working with me is that we're going to move past or remove this particular fear that you can have. And shame sits with fear okay, as well. So fear is a great motivator. Shame and I don't get along very well. I'm not a fan of shame. Fear, fear and anger are really great motivators, but fear is, is one of um, probably the second most powerful emotion that people have. Um, funnily enough, the next one's well, it's probably not funny, but it's greed. And it's not just money, 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 okay? It's um, wanting to feel um, better than, than somebody else, wanting to have nicer things, wanting to, um, 
agreed. I think it, it they kind of fall these things kind of fall in with the with the seven deadly sins a little bit, but greed around wanting what's rightfully quite often yours. And I think as a society, again, with women, we're taught not to be greedy. You know, oh, you can't have too much, but you don't, have, you, you know, you can't have too much of that because that's being greedy. Um, and when I'm writing copy for, 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 um, for a female market, it will also sell to men. So everything that I'm talking about here is going to is going to work both ways um, because women uh, are, we're dealing with you know primal emotions whereas you know women it's um, you know greed might be you know we're going to help you get more of this get more of this whereas for men it would be like we're going to crush the competition and take back what's yours and women are a bit like oh no 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 there's plenty for everybody yeah so we're going to share it around. Um, so it, even in the languaging with with writing to the different uh, genders can make a difference, different age groups, different um, demographics, and it's not just the demographics that we think of. And this is probably something else to have a think about when you're doing your um, research is don't just have a look at demographics in regards to kind of like what Facebook can tell you, like where they live, their age, their income, what they do for work, what they do, what t- what TV shows. Have a think of the, of the psychographics as well. And the psychographics are behavioural things. Do they donate to charity? Do they use um, more of a, you know, mobile compared to, to desktop? Um, do they tend to do volunteer work? There's that type of stuff is going deep, 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 deep down. Are they a type A personality of, um, you know, and, and are they introverted, extroverted? They're more of your, your psychographics. But greed can work exceptionally well, but not in that way that we think, most you sort of think of greed as big bad greed thing. It's like, well, you've worked really hard. You've you you put you put the time into the business. It's time to get it back. Yeah. So that's that's the third one. Um, the fourth one, uh, and according to some of my um, my friends from different um, different nationalities and cultures, there's a lot of different cultures whose mums and grandmas have nailed this one. So it'd be no surprise, but it's guilt. As I talked about before, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a motivator. Um, you, we, we, you'll, you'll notice now start watching ads, on, particularly on television, and you'll be able to pick which of these emotions that they're actually going for. And there's even um, you'll start to notice it in, in um, not just what people are saying but facial reactions and even music as well. Um I may like watching The Bachelor a little bit, um, a little bit too much, but uh, you'll see that when there's a villain or when someone's supposed to feel guilty, there's a particular type of music yes. that they have. So quite often they'll, they'll um, you know, push on guilt and combine guilt and love is very, very powerful when you're dealing with um, when you're selling to mums, particularly a product for your child. It's like doesn't your child deserve that's guilt and that's love as well so it's really really fascinating to watch um how you can combine these things guilt and fear will combine quite well um it sounds funny when i'm talking about it but when you understand it in context it's um you know it's quite interesting and the final the final emotion do you want to take a do you want to take a guess what what would you say it is Anne-Marie 
Okay, so you've got love, you've got fear, yep. you've got greed, you've got guilt, and you said shame is in uh, kind of lumped with uh, fear or within. Yeah, fear. yeah, shame's in with with, with fear. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've got we've got some real kind of negative emotion. Well, actually, the love not so much. So, would it be more of a positive one? Yeah, it's pride. Yeah, well, and yeah. pride can go sort of either way. It's being proud, probably being proud of yourself. And I have to admit, Anne-Marie, this is something that most women are terrible at. So I'll give you an example. I had a client of mine who is going out and doing, um, she's written a particular book around um, uh, men who are, men and women that are separated and are parenting separately. And she said to me, Oh, I don't know if I've got enough experience. She had a she had a qualification um, in counselling, but she she thought, oh, perhaps it's not a university qualification. So she felt a little bit inadequate, and she said to me, "I don't think that I know enough, or I, uh, you know, I I don't have enough expertise." And I said, "Okay." So I'd gone through and I'd read through all of her testimonials, and I knew all of her her bits and pieces, and I said. So you worked in the prison system? And she said, yeah, I worked um, in, in a particular men's prison for six years, um, counselling men who, um, because they're in prison, don't have access to their children and, you know, either can or can't because of uh, parenting or decisions and those sorts of things. And so I made her sit down and work out. She worked in the prison system for six years, um, doing, you know, average 40-hour weeks, right? So six years, and I said, how, how many how many clients do you think you would have had in a week? And she said, well, I'd have, you know, I'd, at least six a week. So we sort of did the figures and extrapolated, and I'm not a numbers person, but we worked out that she'd helped over a 1,000 minimum, hand on heart, could stand up in court and say, I've helped over a 1,000 men who were in exceptionally vulnerable positions for whatever reason, Um to be able to work through their relationships and and their parenting and the the guilt and the things that come with that, and I said, and you're going to tell me that you don't think that you're you don't have enough experience. Wow! And it was really it was it was really awakening for her to to realize the impact that she'd made on on so many people's lives, and this is something that I constantly have to do. With so, so many, I think this is probably one of the psychographics of my clients is they come to me and they know they're damn good. Um, often, quite often they're really good, but they're not so good at telling people about it. But there, there's something there that is makes them feel um, a little bit inadequate. Um, but once we can get them to feel proud of what they've achieved and proud of what they've helped people Create and the transformations that they've that they've given people either in a in a in a in their business or in their life, we start to work towards that. And and pride is something that helps you. Um, it, you know, if you're going for like the vision, this is what's going to happen to you. This is what can happen if we work together. Building in that uh, pride, and I'm sure Anne Marie, you've had people that have come to you and said, oh, "Don't don't look at my website." You know, um, don't look at my website though, because it's it's not real. It's not really good. And you know, I would really call that self confidence, self belief. You know, the the value that someone offers, because yeah, so many people don't recognise, especially women. We do that really well, don't we? Oh. Like the example you gave with your client. I mean, having you know, if we calculated it out with all of that experience, and yet she feels inadequate. 
um, which is amazing. And so then using all of those, when you let, let's, I know, because I know that um, we've, we've, we've already nearly at the half an hour mark, but I, I want to just kind of wrap this uh, up. When you're looking at those different, I've written them down, love, fear, greed, guilt, and pride. So when you're looking at perhaps writing maybe a, a sales page or piece of copy, do you look at, okay, well, what are the, for that ideal client, what are some of the psychographics that that particular person is feeling? And then you weave them in. So what we're not saying is you have to use all of those emotions in your copy because then you might be a little bit, you know. No, no, definitely. And and the way that I um, the way that I choose them is that I actually um, will once I've gone through and done the research. I'll have a look at what the predominant the predominant um, emotions that the that that the research is telling me. You know, people f- are feeling this, so I'll tend to. Um, it, it is a personal choice, and everybody's um, everybody has makes a difference. And I think that the reason that a lot of um, clients tend to want to work with me is because. I like to paint a picture. I like to tell a story and t- paint a positive picture. I don't believe in high pressure selling, so I won't ever write a, a sales piece that is just like. And if you don't do this, then this is going to happen. Um, you know, it, uh, that's just not my style. There's, there's, it works across some industries, but it's not. It's, you know, I, I pick and choose my clients um, and I think I attract more people that are like, I just want people to, to do the good thing that's going to be really, really good for them. So I tend to focus on um, love predominantly, um, pride, a little bit of, of greed, um, but with the, with the focus on y- you deserve this yeah. and it's not, you're not being greedy because what we actually find, I do a lot of volunteer work, um, particularly in, in um, very micro startup uh, for women that are at a f- um, financially disadvantaged or have been through trauma. And what we find and, and what the numbers actually show us across, even to, you know, multi-million dollar businesses, um, Canva, Spanx, you know, women-led businesses is that women will put money back into their community and reinvest it so I will always say to to my clients I'm going to put in here around the it's not you're not around the the greed aspect because I I heard a phrase once that a mentor said to me and it was the best way that you can help the poor is not by is by not being one of them now I um because of what I do um I have I'm able to to give to certain foundations and charities and and those sorts of things as as you do so but if I don't have an income coming in or my business isn't doing very well then the the amount that I can give away drops so does that really sit with greed though um yes it does but the way to think of it more, uh, Eve, and I think especially with women, and again, it's more from that abundance mindset, isn't it? 100%. You've got abundance. And I think when you look at it through the abundance mindset, you know that by increasing your your income, you're then able to support others as well because you'll be able to increase the support um, for, for sure. And, you know, I think we're almost, you know, getting to the stage now with, with, with the anxiety and with the uncertainty uh, around the world that because of what we've experienced and we here in Melbourne are, are still kind of, you know, I can't remember the last time I went out to the shops either. <laughs> 
I am an introvert, so for me, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I don't mind if other people go out and do some peopling for me. But um, I think the gone are the days where we can really, you know, that, that negative push, push, push. I think you call it bro marketing. I've heard that term thrown around. Mm-hmm. I think gone are the days, uh, especially when you see a lot more women now leading, you know, companies and, and so forth. We see through right through that. And many women, I'm sure your clients too, Eve, there is a vision and a mission to what they're doing. They want to impact the world. There's a different kind of um, culture coming through from these women leading, you know, their organisations and it's quite different. Would you say Oh, I would would agree 100%, Anne-Marie. And and I'll tell you something, um, I've never spoken about this publicly before, but I'll I'll tell you something that I I do. Um, On days that, you know, we we all have days um, that are a little bit more emotional or, you know, we're perhaps a little bit more hormonal. So on any days that I'm a little bit more hormonal, um, and feeling a bit flat and, you know, just like, oh, why am I bothering? Um, I'll actually go through and look at the last six months' worth of my clients and go and have a look at their Facebook page um, or their, you know, their videos or things that I've worked on them with and read the reviews and feedback because what it does for me is it reminds me that by helping them do what they do, I get them out there and then that's changed this life or it's changed that life. You know, um, for, for example, uh, my son wanted to do uh, 3D um, printing and I thought, hang on a minute, two years ago in an organisation that I was doing some volunteer work, there was a lady that, you know, was doing a, an engineering and wanted to start a robotics class online. So I looked at her and I, I remember helping her with the business plan, so I remembered the business name and I looked her up. She's won an award for um, and and been featured in the Australian Women's Weekly. She's done all of these amazing, amazing things. And now every Thursday he works with one of her staff to do this 3D program. And I sort of sit there and think I, I, I feel that I contributed to her getting that business off the ground, which is now helped my son do this 3D drawing program that he wants to do, which he just wants to go and work for his uncle because he heard there's good money in um, that program, AutoCAD design. I think that's where he's going with it all. But it's quite often, you know, um, I'll go and read through these things and quite often it's it's transformations or I worked um, years ago with a fertility coach and, um, you know, she was she had a medical um, background and now her business is thriving and there's all these pictures of babies and I'm thinking, thinking, oh, I've got to at least claim one of them. Yeah, they won't let you keep them, but you know what I mean. World. <laughs> but I, I, I really agree and I think that's, that's one of the reasons that I choose to um, work predominantly um, with women is that I know that women are, we'll, we'll do it because we're, we're passionate about it, um, we want to make a difference and it is really that ripple effect as well you know you affect somebody who then affects somebody who then affects somebody who then affects somebody and and it, uh, I do believe that in, in business karma it all comes back and I see things and and I'm like wow that's that's fantastic how did how did you how did you manage that and I say well I've got this product da, 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 and I'll be like oh sh-, yeah and I'm like oh, I'll write the sales copy for that <laughs> You know, so it is. It's 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 really fascinating to to see. But yeah, the the 
being able to understand what's going on in your clients, um, you know, what's her day like, what she's feeling, what is she saying to herself, getting inside their brain. And it, it does come, you don't have to be a world-class copywriter to be able to make, um, you know, your marketing pop. You do need to spend the time on research though. That's, if somebody said to me, do I hone my, um, my, my writing skills or my researching skills? And I'm like, I can I could write cold with nothing, right? For a particular audience, but for everybody else, it is about the because I've spent thousands and thousands of hours researching it, you know, in in quite similar industries. But for everybody else, spend the time on the research because it will give you the answers yeah, that you really. need. Brilliant. So, uh, Eve, we'll get, give you an opportunity to share how people can connect with you. But we've got uh, someone on LinkedIn. Sorry, uh, the user on LinkedIn. It says, LinkedIn user, amazing what happens when we reflect on the good in order to help us stop dwelling on the bad. So, uh, yeah. Eve, how can people find out more about you, your work? What's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can go to my website, which is evejohn.com.au. I've actually just published a new book, How to Get Into the Heads, Hearts and Purses of Your Female Clients So They Buy Now, and you'll see a, you'll see a link there. And um, it'll, it'll, it's a great, if nothing else, it's a really, really good example of using all of the five emotions uh, in there. It's another, it's, a, it's an example of looking at self-interest as well. So um, that's available there. It's also available on Amazon as well. But there's, I, 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 like you, Anne-Marie, I'm a marketer and a copywriter, so there's got to be some bonuses on that sales page, right? That's right. If nothing else, go and check out the sales page and you'll probably end up going, oh, I need this. So put it in. <laughs> I mean, look, seriously, I mean, you could have the best product and service to be able to transform the lives of your ideal customer. But if they don't know that because the way that you're communicating that is just not connecting or, you know, showcasing a promise of expectation um, and compelling them to go, you know what, I, I think this person has what I need. Uh, they're just not going to do anything. And then what ends up happening for many of us women who are, as we said, vision and mission driven, we take it upon ourselves, don't we think, well, it must be reflecting on what I'm doing, which it's not. It's just that your copy's no good. You need to go and hire and work yeah. with that. Can't sell a secret, secret Anne-Marie, can you? Exactly, exactly. Um, someone has said, welcome, Amber, welcome. I found you online and thrilled to have watched you ladies tonight from the USA. Well, welcome, Amber, um, and please go and connect with Eve after today's show too. So thanks once again for coming on the show, Eve. I've My pleasure, great to see you. When we are allowed out of our homes, we'll have to connect face-to-face as well. So Definitely, uh, that would be great. All the best. Bye for now. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass.